welcome to the Wellness Pie Shop, where each episode we delve into a different slice of wellness in hopes of nourishing ourselves. With the help of special guests and a little of our own irreverent insight, we'll dive into some of the ingredients that make up the whole of Wellness Pie. We're your hosts, Dina Searden. And I'm Rachel Paez. Thanks for joining us. Now grab a cup of tea, sit back and relax, and enjoy a piece of Wellness Pie. So Rachel, it's been a long time. It has been. It's been uh, about, what is it, a week now, two weeks now since we've done a podcast? I think it's been about two weeks, yeah. Oh my God. I know. Things have been really crazy and busy. Yeah. What if you, why don't you tell our listeners the exciting news that you have? Well, we purchased a home. Mm-hmm. And so I've spent the last several weeks moving and <laughs> never an easy thing, uh, especially with three kids. I had no idea how much that was going to impact the, the actual move and the packing and how much stuff. Oh my God, we have so much stuff. <laughs> but... We got that moved. And then I was lucky enough, quote unquote, to get the vaccination. So I had my first shot at the beginning of January. And then I got my second shot last week, which is when I was supposed to be returning to work. So on Monday, I got it and I became extremely ill. So I was pretty much down for the count. So here we are, um, several weeks since our last (laughs) podcast. I am in a new environment, and it's lovely. I love it. Still trying to get settled. And still having a few lingering effects from that that shot. I'm not going to lie. Some nausea has been, and that really is no fun. But, you know, I, I debated whether or not to get the vaccination because... I, there's not been a lot of research done on it yet, right? We don't know the long-term effects. You're stimulating your immune system Mm -hmm. to boost it, to produce these antibodies, but what else might it do? I know it's got this messenger RNA, which is um, devised to only create a certain spike protein, but you know, long-term, what does that, what what does that mean? And could it overstimulate your immune system so that now that you have an autoimmune disease or something? Yeah. I I don't know. On the other hand, I'm very well aware. I'm very aware of the need to get back to life. Yeah. And the only way to do that is, you know, through exposure, either through getting the virus or getting a vaccination. And so I feel like for my family, for my community, I had to, I had to get it. Yeah. And a few days of feeling crappy is nothing in the grander scheme of things. No, absolutely not. And I think that's the same. I think that's a lot of people's feeling as well as like, it's not just what you want in, in this situation. It's about what's the best for your family or community, you know, getting back to normalcy, like all of those things. It's a, I don't know. I think it's kind of weirdly enough, a little bit about what we talk in our podcast about this like collective decision of like community and unconditional love. And it's when you think about what is the best for the people around us and we take ourselves out of the equation, getting the vaccine is that decision Um, because it's for people like, you know, the clients we work with or our families or my grandma who's 93. You know, I think about those people when I make that decision and 
I think, again, it ties into values. And, and Absolutely. I think the question of whether or not to get a vaccine is a question of not what are your values as it applies to your community and your family. Mm-hmm. And I think you and I have talked offline a little bit about values, not only being the reason for getting a vaccine, but also how do your values help you cope when things are really difficult? Because I will say I did, I moved, which is fantastic. You know, buying a home, I'm I'm so fortunate to be able to purchase a home in San Diego, California, and it's lovely. And the whole thing was so incredibly stressful. I thought my kids would be excited, but they weren't. They were devastated because they had to leave their friends behind. And I didn't, I knew it was going to be hard for them, but I didn't count on how hard that was going to be and what a toll it would take on me emotionally. And um, as a person who values stability and sort of my role in my family was the mediator, it's very challenging for me to be the one who's causing the grief or the anguish or the conflict. Yeah. And so not only was I having to move, but I was having to negotiate this emotional turmoil with my children, with my wife. And I really, I I don't want to say that I landed in a, it it was adjacent to a dark night of the soul. I'm not going to lie. I was in a really, really, really bad space. I felt so completely overwhelmed. I didn't know. I, I didn't know which. I didn't know what to do. I found myself paralyzed at times. Other times, I just felt myself. I found myself just um, running around and <laughs> started packing a box upstairs, and then I'd go downstairs <laughs> for some water, and then I'd start packing a box downstairs, and you know, nothing was really getting fully packed because I had like six different boxes, um, partially packed. Yeah, uh, and I. And I think that's how I felt. That was a good metaphor for me as I wasn't feeling fully packed or fully grounded. And, and I think about, you know, how do, what do we do? How do we cope? What are our coping mechanisms? And are those tied into our values? And I imagine they must be. And for some reason, I'm completely blanking on what my values are. <laughs> that's really sad. Well, I don't um, think it's, I think that, you know, you're, it's, you ask a question because when you are lost or you're flailing, or you're trying to figure out how to ground yourself, your mm-hmm. values can be forgotten. Isn't that how most people forget their values is they'll get consumed with society or influences outside their, you know, control and all of those things. And then people get lost. And that is, that's literally what we talk about in our podcast is how yes. do you prevent that? How do you prevent right. getting lost? Um, or what do you do to check in with that part of yourself that has forgotten or cope with, for you, you know, what you're, what I think you're asking is, is like, okay, your value was triggered, right? This, this value of stability was triggered and then you kind of lost it. And then how do you find the coping skill that matches bringing yourself back to that value system or that value Right. And I think, you know, I feel, I feel like now I I came to this new house and I, you know, have been able to settle down. It's, I I think that once I was able to create my space here in my new home, I started feeling more settled 
Mm -hmm. And I, because of this podcast, I have been cognizant of my values and what's happening inside and how are, how am I getting triggered? How are my values? Maybe I'm, I'm kind of letting them straggle behind. And it just reminds me that it's, it's amazing how easy it is for me. And, and I don't know if this is true for everyone, but how easy it is to veer away from the path that you want to be on. Right. Because my, my path, if I want to be in alignment with my values would take me one direction, but, and I don't want to say, and all it takes is a move because obviously there was a lot more going on than just a move, but um, in the scheme of things, that's not a big deal. Right. And it's, so I'm going to say it, it's easy to veer from the path that you would choose. And it is amazing to me. Yeah. I think that, that there's something, oh, I have so much to say. So I'll go. <laughs> <That's> a surprise. <laughs> I'll go with like the first set. The first thing is, is like, yeah, isn't that what we talk about is like most people have one, most people don't have any idea what their values are. Because society and parents and religion and all of that decide what our values are. So some people go their whole lives without knowing what their values are. Mm-hmm. And then, but on the other side of why I think it's so easy, right? So easy to stray away from that alignment is we get stuck in the limiting beliefs that has been stuck in us Um from like the beginning of human time, which is, you know, stability and security, but how that comes to be and success and the societal definition of success or, you know, mushing yourself to fit in an image physically that our society is, you know, holds as the most valued. And so I think it's easy for us to get lost, I think, because it's easy for us to it's easier for us to choose what everybody else is choosing. And I think 80%, 90% of people follow the common path, which usually is not being in alignment with your values. It's, it's choosing society's values over your own. And so I think that's why it's easy to forget them because it's like, oh, well, if I just do all of these things, all of it's, it's like, it's already been done before. Like that, that forgetting your values and, and just kind of getting lost in the journey is the easier, most done path. So of course, why are you not going to, when you get lost or your default setting is to go back to. Well, I think it's interesting too, is like on the conversation of moving, because I think moving, right. It's current in both of our lives. And I think that Moving is one of those really under, I don't want to say undervalued, that's not what it is, but like underestimated with how Mm -hmm. much it takes on somebody's Mm -hmm. existence. Because you look at environment and like, I love using cats as an example, because people are always like, why are cats not like dogs in different environments? Like, why can't you put a cat in a car and like go drive somewhere and it's not happy? I don't, I don't understand that. Well, cats would always choose environment over owner. Like they, they are, would rather stay in the same house and change owners than keep owner and change houses all the time. Like they are stuck to their environment. And I think that that is such a, like, 
something to compare moving to because it's so much bigger than just, oh, you're moving from this place to this place. You're moving Mm -hmm. your memories, your routine, your structure, your element, your comfort, you're changing all of those things. And then you're in this like, okay, well now what? And I think like for me, looking at moving and thinking about moving and how my values have come in to that decision is back to COVID, right? Like COVID made me assess a lot more values and, or assess my values more than I did before. And I think a lot of that comes down to, I live far away from my family. I live far away from my husband's family. I live far away from most of my friends. And as I begin to grow and I'm laughing in my head because I remember the first podcast and I was saying that I was looking for that fourth value, I think I might've just come up with it, which is community and Mm. wanting to be involved in community and family and society in a way that I, I have not currently have not, and currently are not as currently is not, are not currently, currently it's not doing it. Um, and that was the connectedness, right? The connectedness, that connectedness, that, that, that aspect that I love being alone. I am an introvert. I like spending time with just me and nature and my animals, but in the reality and what happened when I was given that completely, I realized COVID by giving me that completely, I realized that that can only be a temporary state. You have to have community. You have to have connection. You have to have family and all of those things. And so I think that moving is more than just you're moving one to a, to a new place. I mean, I think it, it asks you, what are your values and why are you making this choice? You made the choice to move because of your values. And um, I think that you just have to remind yourself that, I guess. I don't really know if I'm making sense. Well, I mean, you are, yes. And (laughs) um, it's, it's, it's one of those sort of oxymorons on the one hand, my values for, you know, my family that I hate to say family values, but that's become such a term trigger. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I value my family. I want the best for my children. And for, you know, I have to think about my retirement and where am I going to land and all these kinds of things. So a lot went into that. So I did put values were in the forefront of my mind when deciding whether or not to, to buy this place. And at the same time, buying this place challenged me to hold on to those values because for me, it's the day-to-day stuff becomes this, I get lost in the minutia. Yeah, And instead of sort of drawing back and looking and seeing, okay, how, how am I applying my values to my life right now? How, how am I working within the context of, of my sort of design for myself? Yeah. I forget to do it because I'm like, ah, right. I'm just anxious. And every, just every part of my body is tense and my brain is tense and you know, no wonder I can't talk. Feel that <laughs> it's just starting relaxing now. But uh, you know, but I, I think that's for me what that's what happens. It's it's easy to let go of the values because I get so tied up in the minutia. I get so tied up in what do I have to do next? What do I have to do next? What do I have to do next? 
so that I, I'm not at all forward looking. I'm not really even in the present. So question, because I feel like this is what we would ask one of our guests. What was that moment where you realized, oh crap, my values are not here or like I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm mm-hmm. forgetting. What was that? What was that moment of realization? I think it was last week when I started feeling sick. I, I was already feeling really overwhelmed, mm-hmm. but I hadn't tied the two together until last week. And, you know, so it took me a week and a half to figure it out. <laughs> um, it's not that long. <laughs> hey, well, you know, you, you figure after all this therapy, I, Hopefully I would do it soon. Eh, whatever. It didn't take me years. So that's good. Yeah. I was going to say, it takes people a lot of time sometimes. When I came home and I was just not feeling well and I got up and I'm like, we, we now have uh, what the kids call the cabin. Okay. It's a granny flat uh, guest house. What, it's not a guest house. It's just a, a room, a little studio um, attached to the garage and it's lovely. And I slept in there that night because I wasn't feeling well. And I asked my wife to come knock on the door at 6.30 to make sure I was awake. So well, I wanted her to make sure that I was alive. <laughs> that I was, I wanted her, what I said was just check on me at 6.30. Yeah. But I was concerned that I was going to be so sick. I couldn't really get out of bed. And I wanted her to be aware of that. Well, 6.30 in the morning, bam, 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 on the door. And that was it. And I felt like, oh my God, this is not what I needed. I really needed some nurturing in that, in that moment. Yeah. And, and, and that's when it hit me. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm, I've had this, the snowball effect of being so overwhelmed and yelling at the kids and being all up in the air and, and feeling like nothing I'm doing is, is sticking even as I'm nesting and making, creating a home here. It's sort of interesting. And, and that's, that's the moment that I realized that, Hmm, wait a minute, something, something's missing here. I'm, 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 the parts are slipping. The gears aren't meshing correctly. And that's why I wanted to talk about it on our podcast was because how is it that we talk about what are your values and what was a time, you know, one time in your life that maybe created conflict with your values, but we don't really talk about how your values uh, help manage or don't help manage when you're going through a tough time, just generally. Yeah. So, what did you do? What cha- what shifted? What changed? What action steps did you take? Did you take I, any? I wouldn't say that I took definitive action steps. I think it was more a shift in my mind. It was a realization. Yeah. The awareness. Like, oh, yeah. There was th- this awareness that I needed to reconnect with myself because I had spent so much time doing everything for everyone, doing everything for the house. And taking care of the cat, taking care of the dog, taking care of the kids, taking care of the wife, taking care of the lender, the real estate agent, the escrow company, everything. And when I, when I just stopped and breathed and was able to just reconnect with myself, when I had that realization, it was like, okay, wait a minute. The power of the pause. Yeah, the power of the pause. And I think it's so funny. I was doing a lot of reading this morning on uh, stillness. And like the Mm. power that happens in stillness. And I think, you know, one of the, I would say the top answer when people say, 
you know, why did they not live along their values is because we live in a world where it's go and 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 go 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 till you break. So you literally till you're, you know, sick in bed and can't get up and your body's broken and your mind's broken and you have no idea what to do. And it's that usually, and it's in that moment where you're just like done that you finally give yourself the opportunity to take that deep breath. Mm -hmm. And when I broke my back, I had no idea what slow meant. Like there was no, (laughs) like you could have told me like, oh, you're going to go slow for a little bit. Like I, I never understood what that meant. I'm not somebody that generally likes stillness and have ADD. Um, And when I broke my back and like, I had to start understanding slow movement and slow breath and like, you literally can't rush your day because you, your body can't, you know, and yes, correct. it was like the first time that that was even introduced to me. And it was only because I broke my back in three places and literally could not get off the couch. And I think our society does that as a disservice, because if you hadn't gotten sick and you went back to work that week, and you went and went and went and didn't have that time, who knows how long it would have taken you to realize that you were out of whack value. Absolutely. I mean, I knew I was out of whack, but I didn't didn't put the two two and two together. together. And what was interesting is when I came back to, I had been off for seven days, um, seven work days. And when I came back, it was just this dread. Like, I don't want to have to talk to anyone because I was so empty. Yeah. I had just given everything I had. I was so empty. And so, you know, in to be cliche, it was, it was a gift that I got sick. Yeah. Well, that's usually how it is, is that manifestation of whatever my body said, uh, the Uh antibodies I'm making aren't just, aren't just for COVID (laughs) girl. This antibodies are for you too, girl. You got to strengthen up, girl. Yeah, come on. Take that pause. Yeah, That's funny. I think it's funny because, you know, we don't, you're right. We don't talk about this with our guests, but there is something that we do talk about, but we don't go into detail. And I was reading, I was sending our like intro thing to one of our guests and on there, it says, you know, we explore what makes up your pie. And I think that is the answer to the question that you asked is how do you realign with your values. And that comes from what makes up your pie, your self-care routine, your total body wellness, you know, all your wellness pie is how you realign with your values. Because what that's always going to do is bring you back to your crust. Anytime you check in with a filling or you get hungry. Yeah. Right. Me too. Or you act on a, on a thing, like you're going to bring yourself back to, um, your values. And so my challenge to you, I guess, is thinking about where are you lacking in that self-care that is putting major cracks in your crust? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the one thing I've, I mean, I've, I've identified several things already. Right. And that yeah. is, um, doing for everyone and not, not taking that time for myself. Yeah. Um, I have a challenge with some friends this year to walk, run or bike 2021 miles. 
2021, right? So um, while I was able to do a similar, even farther distance on my own about nine years ago, there's no way I could run this by myself this time or walk it. So we have a team of three and it's just having to walk two miles a day, which seems quite easy. Only I totally neglected it during, during the move. Yeah. And I have yet to get really back into it. And I know that I respond very well to exercise. My, like I need that. And I have that alone time and time to process and let go of some of the anxiety and just general irritation I have with managing the clients that the, the stuff that comes up for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing I have identified is that I've, I've got to get myself back out there and also just to slow down. Yeah. So I, th- I, I feel really good about the space I'm moving into. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to be able to dedicate and I am already dedicating more time for myself yeah. and my, my mental state. I, I'm not sure how to put it, but something like that. My headspace. Yeah. But I think like, I think this episode is interesting because one, I, me personally love the episodes where it's you and I just kind of like word vomiting into <laughs> a conversation. And like, I think what this does for me is that space of like stillness as well, because there's no agenda here. It's just like, let's just talk shit and like figure out how to make sense of it and put it into something that's useful. But I think that makes us so human and something I appreciate about you and I in this podcast and this podcast, you and I in this podcast, as well as this podcast is the realness. I mean, you're not the only one who's experienced this. Um, I'm not the only one that's, you know, in this situation I am with potentially moving, but not really having much control over that. And I think these are so common, but we don't talk about it. We don't talk about like what have we talk about getting out of whack and finding self-care or like the importance of self-care, but we don't talk about it as it applies to not being aligned with your values. And I kind of like the analogy that I just said is like, you're, putting cracks in your crust when you're not living aligned with those Mm -hmm. systems and Mm -hmm. you're kind of fluttering around trying to pinpoint what's wrong. And I don't know, I just really appreciate that. And the reflection of the mess of our brains that just come out and things things come of it. (laughs) Yeah. When you say the cracks in our crust, what I imagine is, you know, the pie feeling seeping out, right? It's oozing out and it's, it's not being contained. Yeah. And that is exactly what was happening is, is, is my feeling was not contained within the crust. Yeah. Because the crust had been compromised. Yeah. And, you know, I got to get back in the kitchen and make, you know, yeah. do a little get crust. Going. Yeah. Get going. Exactly. And I think that, um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of food for thought is like, where is a good check-in? Like, I don't think people ask themselves that question is like, is the reason I feel this way is because my values are out of whack. Normally we attribute it to stress at work or stress removing or people around us or mercury and retrograde or the moon. And (laughs) in reality, most of the time, it's just, you're not living aligned with what you're supposed to be doing or how more so of how you're supposed to be doing things. I think values are a lot about how you do things. Right, Um, right. 
And I don't even know if it's about what you're supposed to be doing as much as what feels, you know, what, what is in alignment with. Yeah. Yeah. So good talk. That was a good good talk. (laughs) I'm excited for our guests on Friday. I'm excited to get back. We have a few guests in these coming weeks that I like truly inspired by and um, they are going to give us really good insight on some of these topics and these discussions. And I think, you know, maybe moving forward in these podcasts, maybe we start asking those questions about what happens when your pie crust, you know, we always ask them, what's your secret ingredient to your filling, Mm -hmm. but maybe it's a question now of everybody experiences cracks in their crust. How have you gone back into the kitchen and, and repaired those? Um, and what was that moment similar to what you experienced, you know, when your wife was banging on the door and you're like, I just need to be nurtured. This is not what I need. You know, I love that image. I think asking our guests what happened, it happens to everybody. What happens? How did it happen? What was the moment you realized it and how did you repair it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that that's really helpful. And, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to just going a little deeper. Yeah into this. Uh, and I, I do, I just love these conversations and I feel like when we're talking to our, our guests, there's a resonance that happens and it's, it's transforming. It really is. Yeah. I don't think about, I didn't think the podcast would be as impactful in my life as it has been. I think like there's so many conversations with our guests and sentences and moments that have stuck with me and have been very pivotal in the way that I am living my life. And Mm -hmm. I, and I truly believe it's because on a weekly basis, I think about my values. Yes. Yes. I, I have never had my values in focus so in much the way that I do now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm so looking forward to these guests yeah, that, that we have coming up and yeah. just, you know, kind of getting back into the swing of things, not letting COVID get us down, not letting moves get us, you know, too derailed. <laughs> um, I also want to point out to our guests that we're both wearing, Tina and I did not plan to match, but are currently <laughs> matching. <laughs> Feeling very blue, peaceful. Feeling very throat chakra-ish. This is the color of the throat chakra, speaking our truth. So, Well, there you go. I think it works perfectly. Yeah, there you go. And just as an aside, because I love to go, you know, down different paths, um, the idea of speaking our truth, I had thyroid cancer. And so in 2000, I did, the year 2000, or maybe it's 2001, I did a, it was 2001. I did a workshop on healing your losses. And as part of the curriculum, we had to do a mask of plaster. And very interestingly enough on my mask, it went down as far as my neck. And on my neck, I drew a hummingbird, right? Because I felt like hummingbird represented the freedom to speak my truth. And six months later, I was diagnosed with uh, thyroid cancer. And I was just astounded at the way the universe comes around because it's always been my challenge to speak your truth, to speak my truth. I had no idea. I had no idea about that. That's, um, 
that's you know, crazy, just random things crazy. still, still just random things. Yeah, that, that's right. But you know, the good news is uh, thyroid cancer is very treatable. Yeah. And it's been 21, 20 years and I'm cancer free. So it's not like it's any big deal. Yeah. And I, not to minimize or anything, but it honestly isn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm left with a scar that people don't even see. No. So that's crazy world. Oh, let's come back together on Friday and have a great have a great podcast. Week. Have a great yeah. podcast. And and I'll talk to you then. Okie dokie. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.